This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Forever. Dog. When your first choice is a big old bus, you turn around and boom, you end up with us. Are you ready for some sloppy seconds? I'm Big Dipper. And I'm Meatball. And you're screaming. And welcome to Sloppy Seconds. Mm-hmm. Are you ready for a show? Are you ready for a show? Are you ready for shunts, stunts, and shenanigans? <laughs> shunts. Like, yeah. wait, so wait, isn't a shunt when you get injured and then they have to put like a, a tube? No, they have to like, like shove a tube in to like... Let me look up what a shunt is. It's not like when there's someone's like choking in a, in a restaurant and they're like, I need a pen and a knife. I think it's when it's a medical device that relieves pressure on the brain caused by fluid accumulation. I think it's a very like Civil War doctor thing when they have to like stab a shunt. Remember like ancient Rome where they're like, if you had a headache, they'd take a piece of your skull out. I don't remember it, but. I mean, do you remember learning? Do you remember, <laughs> do you remember school? Do you remember when you were in school? Speaking of learning in school. I'm here to get schooled on some things about business, some things about Britney, some things about making money and makeup. (laughs) And today's guest is an expert on all things. It's Bible Girl! Hi, Bible Girl! Hello, hello. That's very generous of you, Meatball. Very no, Knowing what to do with makeup. How nice of you. Wait, but well, didn't you... you're like a fucking gorgeous lady. Thank you. You're welcome. Also, didn't you used to like work a makeup job? I did. I, I, I do forget that I did that. It was like Wait. a seasonal makeup job at um, Abracadabra. It's a Halloween store that's open year round in New York City in like Chelsea, oh, Manhattan. Yeah. That's how you expertly uh, mastered the bloody nose. Yeah. <laughs> you know, popper burns do help, you know, and... <laughs> Anecdote to manifest what I'm putting outward is, is always helpful as well. Yes, I love that. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. So you, what? Uh, let's just start from New York. Okay. When did you start doing drag in New York? Um, as you know, as a drag queen, the math gets a little blurry. So yeah. I'll, I'll give you like five. Oh, I don't need exact. You know, five days. six no, give years us the in sugar change. Cane, uh, answer of two months two ago. Two months ago, I'm just fresh. <laughs> I wish it were that easy. <laughs> um, no, it's it was about like six years or so ago that I was um, in college doing my bachelor's degree after getting my associates for fashion design, women's wear specifically at FIT. Um, oh. And then degrees, oh, degrees yeah. on degrees. Yeah, Business. yeah, yeah. Um, but then I was like. A about like eight months in doing like my apartment drag and really wanting to go outward with it because I felt like there was just that divine energy pulling me in that direction, <laughs> you know? And, um, I was in class one day, I was like sitting over like a, like, um, like a loom because we had to learn knitwear as like part of like you had to learn to knit to do it no no and I like because I wanted to make lingerie that was the focus I wanted but like in order to get to that point I had to go through like these other steps in like that first semester of the bachelor's degree so I was like sitting over this knitwear loom like an OG like scrubbing back and forth like having to wire the yarn and I like had a breakdown about like a month into it where I just like went out for like a very elongated smoke break and just like kind of contemplated 
stated what I really wanted. And then I texted my parents and I was like, look, I know this is not exactly what you're probably going to want to hear, but I do already have the degree. So like that was leverage for me, you know, and I was like, this is what I think needs to be done. And they were like, okay, well, how are you going to do this? And how are you going to make this like a sustainable living? And I said, I don't know, but I'm going to certainly figure it the fuck out. And you uh, prove them right. Yeah, Jesus yeah. Well, here it is. I own these other girls now. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Well, own. I, I share the platform. Oh, yes. with the other girls. She shares the profit. Yes, yes, mm. yes. Wait. So now you just said took my thinking about taking your apartment drag. Mm-hmm. Did your apartment drag include Twitter drag, or was it at no. that point just really private? No, it was like it wasn't necessarily private. I was definitely like displaying it out on my just on my Instagram as it is and still is it was always the same handle and oh. um i just because she's religious because she's re- very religious right. yeah i really keep up with the good book for sure <laughs> um i use it for rolling papers that's what I mean. <laughs> but um where is i going with this can you please remind me sorry i'm a little scatterbrained where what were oh it was just out? how did you go from apartment did you drag see miss to tony like... set outside and hit that joint no i really i, no, I fucking no. almost did no 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 <laughs> i remember your golden rule because you don't you didn't smoke during the when you were podcasting over at Willems when I came over to pick well, up. Well, they don't. I never. Oh, never, ever. Yeah. Oh, I see. He I used see. to be a pothead, yes. and now he doesn't smoke at all. I see. But I see. also, Smart girl. I, I have to guide them, so it's of helpful. Of course. Understood. <laughs> Understood. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm really cool right now. Um, no, so I was, I was just kind of like outwardly putting what I was just doing on the internet without really much of a, a destination in yeah, mind, you sure. know, and I was really enjoying it for what it represented to me um as like a form of liberation as just like a fan of drag like a really hardcore drag race fan at the time no less and um it was just kind of like a fun thing yeah. that i saw could really make anything i wanted to do possible and i was just like fuck like let me just take a crack at it <laughs> and that's kind of where it's i just love that you were talking about instagram because like I think about Instagram as a business. I was telling somebody this the other day that I was just like, at this point now, it's like, it's sure. where I make my money. That's how I promote myself. Sure. It's like how all of that started. Mm-hmm. But when you first started on Instagram, you were a big deal, like almost from the get go. I feel like I was hearing about you like a year after you started. Well, it's, it's, it was a funny journey because I, well, cause I wasn't using it as a business <laughs> yeah. ever, like at, at all. Like, and, when did it come to mind to be a business? Um, it was just one of those organic falling into like once I left school, how the hell am I going to put every puzzle piece I've collected along the way together to make this shit work. Um, So, I mean, it was it was a little um, maybe like a year and a half or so into really practicing it uh, where things started to come into fruition. And I would say the pieces really started moving a little bit before DragCon LA won. And so I so the business itself is so like recent. That's so recent. Yeah, it's like really it's been a very fast turnaround. And I just I don't think I mean, as much strategy and like critical things has really gone into this with myself, uh, my partner, Chris, uh, my dad, David. Uh, it's also been a matter of timing. And I think the fact that like I was just kind of an avid drag fan watching and observing right. how things were shifting just even on a social scale uh, versus like an industry scale. Yeah. I saw that there was this... I always refer to it like a Venn diagram, like the circles were really starting to converge between like the mainstream and the industry. And I... and as I was attending shows like, um, like the original battle of the seasons where I'd be at like, um, like Gramercy theater or something. Um, 
there would be like those merch stands, but I always wondered what is that internal? Like how are like, what are, what is that overhead? Like what is right. that return for yeah. the girls themselves? Are they making that money? Back? Well, and like re- there was also one thing with those original battle of the seasons, like they used to be called mm-hmm. RuPaul's drag race battle of the seasons yes. and world of wonder was getting a check for that yes. name. And now because the idea of queens putting on these theater shows has become so much more prevalent. You don't need that name on top. So you don't have to pay the rights. Mm, They used to literally have to cut a check to say RuPaul's Drag Race Battle of the Season. Yeah. That's so insane. And I'm sure as like the show has also evolved through its own like distribution and like turnover with whoever's handling it. I'm sure those contracts have also just been so like amorphous and malleable to the point where like it's so different (laughs) than that now. Like I feel like the girls have a bit more autonomy and like making their decisions right. for like how they're going to approach being on a tour like that right. and like how they want to make their money back which i don't think it was that way like six years ago i agree and and for anyone listening who's sort of like we really just jumped into a we business did. conversation sorry i totally no, just this is, that was me. fascinated I was... by this but so if you live under a rock bible girl owns dragqueenmerch.com yes, yes, with I do. these other people that you you run this company with these other people that yes. you were talking about yes. uh which is basically the go-to merch site for anything drag queen related mm-hmm. um and so uh that's that's where we're talking about mm-hmm. business decisions and business merchandising. Decisions. And yeah, I just felt things. so at home. I found no intro need. No, it's amazing. <laughs> no, no, but the, Sorry the, about that. I just feel like everyone knows who you are. Me like too. anyone who's listening to this podcast. Me too. Thank, you. Thank you. But I will say like, so you, you were talking about a Venn diagram. I also think there's like the Venn diagram of like your career sure. mm-hmm. as a performer and as a queen. And then also all this other stuff that you're doing on the back end as a business person. Absolutely. And the mixing of those two things, because... When I first found out about you mm-hmm. and I was following you on Twitter, I think I was still living in New York at the time. You maybe. were a New Yorker, yeah. huh? Yeah. And, um, but I remember being like, oh, who is this person who everyone is following? <laughs> Like, uh, like I never heard of you. And then when I did hear of you, I was like, everyone was talking about you. Mm-hmm. And then like shortly after you were booked on a tour in Brazil and that, you know, it was just like oh, your yeah. internet yeah. thing sort of spiraled so quickly. What was that experience like f- watching those numbers go up? The numbers were really kind of crazy because it was before again it was before like instagram or social media became that corporatized yeah. entity situation it was like so, the beginning people, of influencer culture no it wasn't i can even barely like, remember instagram without like ads like, right. yeah i do I can, not I, remember that i deliberately recall it like because i was working an overnight shift as a host for uh for a little bit while i was still dabbling and trying to find my way through drag like as i had just left school so like i was always on yeah. instagram just killing time you know and that was where I also saw this ebb and flow of how the social media sphere started to really work yeah. with like whether it was hashtags, which I don't really use, but kind of seeing how there was an influx of certain types of posts or certain people that were constantly posting or how bot accounts started coming in. But with that being said, so like <laughs> the, the number flow was really interesting to to watch and change, but also it was something that I feel like a lot of the girls at the time didn't seem to understand. And in part with that, 
I got a lot of backlash because of it, just kind of for existing. Yeah. And it was this weird, I, I don't know if the right word is projected, but projected, internalized, like, confusion where they thought, like, I don't know, they put me in this weird trope as just, like, the social media girl, which we all know is, like, definitely a character card now at this point in the yeah. industry. But my methodology from the jump was, like, but you have an Instagram account, I have an Instagram account, so, like, what's the differentiation? And you were doing shows with the same dog. That were probably jealous of you. I mean, I For saw. Yeah, part. you were like always at what was it before it was Club Coming? Oh, Eastern oh, Block. Eastern Block. Yeah. That was like my first gay bar when I moved to the city too. So oh it was like God. a very fun like full I remember circle thing. Fucked in the bathroom there when I lived in New York. <laughs> I thought sometimes time. <laughs> those bathrooms stink. Oh, girl, they're oh foul, so foul. But I yeah, think yeah, yeah. I think it was one of the things when I first started following you. I was keenly aware that it. Nothing you were doing felt necessarily calculated, but you knew very much that you were on social media. And I think other people use social media to, quote unquote, share their real life. And you were like, I am going to give you entertainment on my Twitter and Instagram. And I'm going to, like, start memes, run jokes, (laughs) like, like like troll people in a very public way that feels a part of my own narrative. Like, so canonized, I feel like, right? right. Yeah. So, like, I feel like a lot of, like, what I do on Instagram came from watching you on oh Instagram or watching your Twitter That's when you would, like, literally you. drag people, but it was in the funniest <laughs> ways. Like, you would go on long runs, which I love. Exactly. Yeah, it was like you wouldn't like let manic. a joke die. You were like, no, just when you think it's over, here we go again. And, and it didn't lose its entertainment. And Thank it you. feels like the kind of thing where... You know exactly that Instagram and social media is not real. Yes. But you also know that if you work with it in a certain way, it can really turn into a business and turn into money. You were acting as if there was zero consequences. And I loved that. That was just like there was nothing you were going to lose. Yeah. I want to be canceled. So I bring it up. I was going to say, you've had every category. Bible Girl's been canceled. Bible Girl's been celebrated. Bible Girl's been quitting drag. Right. It's all We miss the old Bible Girl. I had a great arc. I feel, like, Bible girl. I feel like my own pop star, you know, yeah. it's like, it's really so something. Funny. Yeah. Uh, have so, you ever thought about putting together? Cause I know you're a fan of Caitlyn Jenner. Oh God. Yes. Uh, have you ever, cause you know, like all the Kardashian clan are very famous for when they swear to God on something. Bible. Right. Have you ever done a like club mix with all of their voices in it? I haven't. That's, that's actually a really good idea. I'm not so proficient. Like I can make a mix, but I'm not proficient in like this bitch sitting can make in, a I mix. know you can make a I, mix. There's, so bad. <laughs> no, I mean, they're so good well, that people love to steal them well. from you. Oh, yeah. They're not mastered well. I don't know how to do that. But yeah, people do keep taking them. Yeah. And for that, I am upset. Yeah. But- <laughs> well, there's an idea for you. All I- the girls sing Bible. Bible. Yeah. I do do a very mean Caitlyn Jenner, just overall head it's to toe. so good. It's yeah. so good. Thanks. Did you ever get any backlash for doing that? Um, Momentarily. But I think, I think like what you were just saying <clears throat> about there being that Venn diagram about like entertainer, performer business person whatever people and this is also the beauty of DragCon, which we're coming off the heels of oh, um it there's that duality that i think people are able to really start to split now that i'm about as deep i as i am into this drag career of yeah. mine where people understand exactly what is not real and what is real and seeing what my actions and behaviors 
outside of social media uh, are versus what has been done or characterized or put out there as like humor or content. And that has helped. Of course, there was initial backlash, but yeah. but I have enough people who also know how I am as a person. I was going to so. say, I feel like talking to you and like I've met you numerous times outside of drag. It's just like so funny because I'm sure you get all the time because I get it. It's like, oh, you're so different than when you're on the internet. Yeah. Like when you're on the internet, you're fun and crazy. Why are you so boring right now? I thought you'd be such a bitch. I th- yeah. And you're like, no, I mean, that's the character. I'm yeah. here to be yeah. nice to you in person, especially in drag con. Except for I was telling people not to look me in the eye. That's okay. That's fine. But that's I you. I want them to see my makeup. That's you. <laughs> I was wearing bangs. Don't oh look at me. <laughs> like I ran out of taco. Amy, I need more. <laughs> you ran out of that wholesale supply already, oh, Mama. Oh yes. <laughs> Damn. Are you coming out with a palette soon? Yeah. What's the when's that happening? What, when's your makeup palette coming out? You know, but, not not to say I was ahead of the trends, but I was working on one like two years ago, and it just never oh. wound up coming to fruition. I can fully imagine you launching a whole a ass makeup. Palette. Palette, but when it opens up, it's like just something completely different. Nah, it's just Vaseline. I- <laughs> Glitter. Just like a covered like pool of oil that you're, you're gonna lift and dab it through. It's a makeup remover. It's like telling them to quit. <laughs> stop now. Stop now. It's called Stop Now. <laughs> Exclusively from Bible Girl. So that how long so ago funny. did you move to LA? Just uh recently, right? Eight, it's super recent. Eight, nine months ago. Wow. August. Last August. Yeah. Oh. Like, like the last week of August. Like a beautiful sun kissed yeah. California. Oh, Sancho Pay self tanner really gets the job done. <laughs> <laughs> what was the biggest difference for you when you got here, drag um, scene wise? The respect. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, more I, or less? More. <laughs> a lot more, actually. You mean personally or in general for queens and. I would say both. I would yeah. say both ends of that spectrum. Um, not to say that I didn't have friends or like solid community and family back in New York, but it goes back to me saying how like there was this weird marginalization of like who I was or what I was trying to yeah. do with whatever my mission was at the time. And, um, there was definitely like a lot of false narrative of what people felt like painting my f- picture as in the community in New York, which therefore kind of like didn't allow me to be immediately looped into shows that were constantly in cycle. I wasn't necessarily the first on people's list to be like, Oh, I have a guest spot. Let me hit this person up. Mm. I was kind of a bit more focused or not focused on and was seen as like the afterthought or at least from my perspective that's where it came from and i don't know if that's because of how people viewed me from the jump even though i just kind of stayed in my lane and yeah uh did i have like some clapback situations with people sure but i mean we're human first and foremost yeah. but also like I'm also not the only drag queen to have drama, but yeah, you know, but, um, that being said, moving out here, it was, it was like night and day where I, my only gig in New York by the time I left was my own, um, gig, which I started post, uh, 2016 election, which was for like charity. So it was, it wasn't any for profit for me. So drag kind of stopped becoming lucrative in a certain sense. Mm where I felt I was forced to hit a certain glass ceiling that wasn't willing to break for me. Mm. And it really took my partner, Chris, to push me out of the nest and like get out of my comfort zone and be like, no, I think like you need to take the leap. Like you work way more on the road out in LA period than you do in New York. People think you literally live in LA because of it. And like, 
people just he from his perspective he saw that there was just a genuine kindness that we were getting beyond what we were receiving out in New York and right. so with that being said like it's it's been like such a snowball effect where the work has just increased a hundredfold. I'm working more than I ever thought I ever would. Yeah, I would show with my mama, Miss Marta Beecher. I love yeah. Marta. She's uh, the best. Uh, Bang Bang Room. Yes, yes. Every third Sunday. Where is it? That's downtown. It's downtown. Yes. It used to be a different bar. Oh, yes. right. And now it's on like, it's on 7th, right? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's a great party, but she is, is so fun. fabulous. And that's a wild bar. Yeah, Marta is like one of the hardest working drag queens. I will say until the day I die. I will too. I have She... Six nights a week, I don't know how she does it. I really, really don't. I, I respect her so much because she also is not a drinker. So she's no. out there talking to you, do, partying, being interactive. She's being genuinely social. Yeah. yeah. Just the whole time without a, a drop what? of liquor. Do you have any idea what that might be like, Meatball? Genuinely social? <laughs> I'm going to give that one a nope. Uh, Once the wig nope. is on my head, it kind of helps. You know? <laughs> yeah. So the two of you are uh, in... I would say a unique position because I think both you and Meatball, um, book shows with a lot of queens from TV, like bigger yes. profile shows sure. where you're the one or the two on the bill who haven't been on Drag Race. But I will say that I had the platform of Dragula, which like put me in Correct. that place. You didn't have anything. You had like your you ingenuity yeah. and Twitter. Yeah, your brain <laughs> and Twitter. <laughs> and a lot of celebrities to fight with. The, the last brain cell I got left helped, yeah. <laughs> What is that like? Like, as far as do you feel added pressure going into a gig like that? And I, I literally, I want to also just like talk about you going to Brazil to do yeah, shows. Come yeah. to Brazil. That was wild. Really wild. Um, definitely added pressure. Um, yeah. I think. I think I'm in a different headspace now, uh, where I'm not like actively auditioning for drag race. So I'm mm -hmm. definitely able to shift my nerves into less like, Oh my God, what are people going to think about me? All eyes on me. Instead, just like have fun with it yeah. and know that like people are there for me and just really enjoy the journey for what it is. It took me a long time to realize that when I, I ended up doing a show with nothing but Rue girls and sure. I was the only one that wasn't one. And I was like, they are expecting so much from me. Mm -hmm. They want all this from me. And then I had to think about it and no disrespect to anybody that was on the show or of anything, course but they travel so often that they are just in a rote mode like they have their setup things they have their setup there's outfits, autopilot they know what they're doing and they're an autopilot and seeing them like that i was like oh they truly don't care that i'm here at all like it means nothing to them i'm not sure. trying to impress them right not they're like, it's like hey local queen yeah, they're like, hey, you're just another girl here and i was like i have to go on the only person i have anything to prove to is myself that i can get through this number without <laughs> freaking out yeah and that's the thing like it doesn't matter the size of the gigs for yeah. me too like I'm always so nervous so in that regard like when I'm in the wings of the stage I am shaking oh, in my bitch. boots so Ooh, bad in your thigh high boots <laughs> oh, every yeah. time, oh, time. time. Yeah, yeah 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 wait so who did you go to Brazil with who was on that little tour um so it was with Gia and Laganja mm -hmm. for the most part and then Katia was added on for I believe one of the dates and Pablo Vitar as well oh, and Alyssa god. Edwards yeah and April Carrion was on one of the dates as well oh mm -hmm. my god what yeah. a lineup it was a really fun fun tour and honestly it 
for the most part, kind of did really start from me just making a lot of noise on Twitter and <laughs> um, understanding the accessibility to culture and seeing how they uh, uh, the Brazilians operate at, in terms of like a passionate fandom and really giving back exactly what they had been giving me for what was honestly such a short period of time at that point. I had been actively working in drag for like maybe a year and a half that or is so. so fucking insane. Yeah, and I I did I just turn 20? I think I Oh, I just turned 22 and it was like 2 months after that is when all it was when like that all started happening I and then I flew even, out. I would, if I were you I would have been shitting my pants all I didn't know what I was <laughs> doing, you know. Was that your first time like touring with drag, like traveling with drag? Yeah, that, like I had done like yeah, you go to fucking Brazil yeah, with Alyssa yeah. and Laganja, yeah. girls who just like pack their bags in five no, seconds. No, so so it was like I I was really like not that I was out of my depth. I really had no idea what I was in for, and it wasn't that I was underprepared either. It was just it. Was, I mean, it was like literal first immersion, yeah. like boot camp, like just pedal to the fucking metal. You of didn't course, have time to like practice or learn. You just had to do it. Yeah, and Damn. I mean that's kind of like what my drag has always been, anyway. Is very on the fly and having to yeah. like stick. With, like just like be by the seat of my pants or what whatever that fucking phrase is but um <laughs> i forgot like a majority of my makeup in america oh <laughs> at oh, my apartment no. i flew out on thanksgiving that evening um and i had been like drinking a little bit because my family had been in town like we did like a little brunch and um because my grandma has like her friends and stuff and we like to watch the parade it's like a cute thing but i was like very like it was like <laughs> it was like my thing. first time like being away from my boyfriend which was gonna be for like two weeks at that Damn. point um it was just like a lot and i was just like very distracted and like the one thing that happened to like not make it into my bag was a good majority of my makeup so i had like a couple of like eyeshadow palettes when i landed and i got into brasilia and i had like three hours to get ready for the show and i was like all right so this is how we're gonna set the tone for the entire trip huh and oh i would have lost my shit it was okay like uh thankfully the girl who like really helped facilitate the tour isa hi isa uh she had like a six pan like cream contours like oh. color correcting palette from mac and that was you like that work oh i made it work so is that hard, when you just first discovered the lollipop lip uh, um yeah that's when i really started to learn that any type of makeup can be used for anything, anything. <laughs> i remember when i first discovered that like the jeffree star white lipstick yep. can be used as like an under eye thing yep. and i just started jamming brushes in there oh yeah it's liquid like, lipsticks faster. became my contour for the longest time so still are easy. for the most part mm -hmm. and they last longer forever you can't sweat them off yep it's so true. interesting. Really bad. Really? Like a hog meatball. Ooh, me too, baby. Mm -hmm. My costume is wet when I get home. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I, all I have to do is stand at a convention and my entire backside <laughs> oh my is just God. like a, like 50 shades darker, you know? And then everyone wants to put their arm around you and oh, it just makes so... you think more so you start sweating more. It, yeah. Oh, it's a yeah. vicious cycle. Mm -hmm. It's a vicious cycle. Speaking of vicious cycles, how's Brittany? Oh my God. We, she, we gotta is she talk on about an up or is she on? I know we have to talk about it. Yeah. Also, Alec was just saying the girl who started that podcast was actually, the hashtag. Uh, the hashtag. Yeah. Well, with that podcast, she was actually just here. You're recording. kidding me. No way. That, yeah, isn't that so wild? I was like, oh, I wish, I wish oh they would have met. That would, oh my God, that would have been perfect. No, it's like, <laughs> she, I think, I think Brittany is in this very interesting limbo space yeah. right now, post court date that she had like, uh, three weeks or so ago. Um, the one that I was protesting at mm -hmm. very, we very fervently. I'm on TMZ apparently. And like a bunch Are you of, really? Yeah, no interview, but like there were like these weird, like far away, like paparazzi shots of like my 
my friend Farah and I like walking around. <laughs> oh my God. It's so funny. Like I never thought I'd be that like folded into like Britney chronology. You and know? it didn't. At first, I was like, this just seems like a wild thing. But then the more I thought about it, I was like, when her dad had that health scare, and then all of a sudden she disappeared, I was like, something isn't okay with her. Yeah, there's. I mean, the thing is, like, I've been ride or die with Britney for a long time, as well as many stands have been. So, like, there are a lot of dots that needed to be connected, and this is this one point where we didn't realize we would ever get to in Britney's, like, arc, so yeah. to speak, where it feels remotely, I mean, to me, at least darker than 2007, because, like, at least 2007 was at her own accord, and yeah. her just rebelling, versus her now, 11 years later, since being put under a conservatorship, where she can't <clears throat> actively use a smartphone, uh, make plans without approval, or being vetted or like driving without like an authoritative figure who's assigned to the conservatorship as well. Um, she hasn't been allowed to Did speak. you not know this? I like, I didn't know. It's much a really, of it's a really bad. twisted, dark, dark web. And, and a it's, judge granted all of that. Yeah. Well, the thing is because like of how much money is involved now, it's gotten super seedy and weird. Like her team has been using TMZ for the past like six months as their voice piece to try and diffuse the rumors of putting her away against her will. In which, at the court date that I was protesting outside of, it's now on public record per the judge saying that the hearing was requested at the request of Britney Jean Spears, which means she doesn't want it. And yeah. there's several instances across the board since the jump where she has not wanted it. There's a leaked voicemail from 2009 when she was going to start the circus tour. That was her calling about like being fearful about the management that she's been put under, fearing for her custody of her babies, knowing that her father is using leverage of her custody and having any chance at getting it back that as a, a means of forcing her into work. Voicemail. Yeah. She literally is like, I just want to make sure that my dad won't stop me from having keeping my kid yeah and her team has been really good at gaslighting the public i just like knew that there was problems within the family but i didn't know she's basically a slave to her her father and her manager it's sad sad because her her team (laughs) her team i use that very loosely or her father's side and the team and the conservatorship have made a really good way good for them at least of shifting the conversation of um his illness which i personally don't know if is real or not but he certainly seems fine enough to be controlling every aspect of her life right now Damn. so you know it's it's they've shifted the conversation from that to now and oh my god she's crazy and they're able to now use that which the public well, because has, 2007 made her look crazy but, but because the public still can't let that go because now you can ask any genuine like person who's maybe like a loose fan be like britney spears go oh yeah shave your head like people immediately yeah. go to oh my god she lost her mind but like she was rebelling. She was and she's being like, a normal yeah. person. Like, she wanted she was, to shed the pop yeah. thing. Um, continue. I'm sorry for cutting you no, off. No, no. I was so passionate. No, I'm I'm fascinated. It's you just so wild much that like, all this happened and it's like uh, when people talk about 2007 Britney, I don't like when people joke about it because it's like I don't, I don't like want to talk about mental illness or anything I and cheap. I will say shitty things about people but I think in that instance I was like I don't even think it was a mental illness. I just feel like she was like I'm done doing this. I'm tired of people touching me. I'm tired of having to be in the yes. middle of all this. I'm not in control of my life. Let me be a normal person. Yeah. And that was also like before the paparazzi laws changed, which was because of her and because of that situation. Um, And I don't know. It's just like really sad. But with that being said, this court date did finally yield for the first time in 11 years where she has had uh, hearings before to try and appeal in which her team has 
actually not or has found ways to not allow her to show up in person or scare her into not showing up. This was the first time she showed up. It was a private hearing. They kicked all the media out and people once she came in and she basically stated that she wants out. And the judge said, "Okay, fine. And for the first time, there's now an investigation internally on what's going on. There will be there will be a circle back hearing. I believe the date's September 18th. And I'm sure it'll be at the same downtown courthouse by like the Disney Hall. I can't remember the name off the top of my head. Um, but also since the resurgence of her in the public eye with the paparazzi videos, there's a different level of comfort now since yeah. she had that initial court date a few weeks ago. It feels like she feels that like, shift is happening. Yeah. And she seems a lot exci- a lot more excited or hopeful than she has in a long time. Um, so I think she, I mean, she said on record by a paparazzi video, she's performing again soon. So her, her team saying that she never will perform again is just a lie to continue gaslighting the public. Um, them canceling the tour was leveraged to force them into work. You yes, need but, to go be a pundit. Well, on no, no, no. Television. I was about to say, uh, I will weekly, fight. I want a weekly, I want a weekly recording of her I'm that sorry, we can I'm just totally, add to the podcast. I'm totally like sucking up air in this podcast no, about this. I'm so sorry. Okay, okay. But I want a weekly recording of like where she's at so we could just tag it on. Oh my god. A Absol- Bible Girl oh moment. Oh my god. Like a weather <laughs> report. So <laughs> now we have the Britney report with oh Bible my Girl. God. Wow. I love that. Okay, oh well my- let's uh, take a break. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, break time. We'll cool. be right back. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes you'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week including calorie smart protein plus and keto also there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long when my fridge is stocked with factor meals i'm like oh baby i don't have to think about this Mm -hmm. like It is so nice. The combinations are so good. I am a meat eater, but the vegetable options, there are so many. Like, I remember I had like a, it was like a mushroom with pasta and like a cauliflower rice. And I was like, the mushroom is filling. Like, there's plenty of uh, portion, there's plenty of vegetable, and there's plenty of flavor. And I am usually sort of not a microwave person. Mm -hmm. Very cool that this quality of food can just be heated up in the microwave. And so fast. I also love it because I am a, a very much into ordering delivery. I and know. now having all the food there, I can kind of pick what I want and it's ready in two minutes. I don't have to wait an hour for stuff to get delivered. And these are way healthier options than ordering delivery. Completely. And when they have multiple things in them, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, if I cook for myself, all I'm going to eat is the biggest bowl of pasta you've ever seen in your life. But this oh, is yeah. like, you get a little pasta and the chicken and a vegetable all in one dish. Looking for gourmet meals try meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon shrimp truffle butter broccolini and asparagus and factor meals eliminate the hassle of prepping cooking or cleaning up all you got to do is heat up and savor the good stuff customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little as you need pause to reschedule deliveries that suit your lifestyle and we're celebrating earth day all month long with factor look out for the earth month eats badge on the menu items for their lowest carbon footprint meals head to factormeals.com slash sloppy seconds 50 and use code sloppy seconds 50 to get 50 percent off your first box 
plus 20% off your next box. That's code SLOPPYSECONDS50 at factormeals.com slash SLOPPYSECONDS50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. That's a sleigh, baby. Okay, we're back. Ask the internet for money. That's what I do. <laughs> ask the internet for money. All you do so. is ask the internet for money. Mm-hmm. I got them one. Oh, yeah, you do cameo. Well, yeah, I only needed it for a short window so I could get my lips done before DragCon. <laughs> yeah. I literally, my cameos are $100 because I was like, Shut I don't want to do them unless it's for $100. <laughs> that's and I did fair. three in one day and I was like, well, that paid for my fucking motorcycle classes. So totally. I'm totally. No, that's right. Yeah, I just found it to justify enough expense. I'm like, all right, I'll pick her back up. <laughs> When I need to. They're very hands-on, which I appreciate over at Cameo. Shout uh, out to Paulina. Oh, come on, Paulina. Uh-huh. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. Wait, so you got your lips done like right before Jack? Huh? Oh yeah, and I got I got smile line filler with like the little bit of Juvederm that was left in the syringe too. Yeah. I need that. Right yeah, I didn't there. even know I needed it. And then when the uh nurse was like I got you. Like, where would you like this? I was like, uh, I don't know. Like, what would you think? She's like, did you ever get your smile lines done before? I was like, no, but I have been talking about it. Let's do it. And she just fucking, you know, jammed the needle. And I was I like, I want someone to do ju- ju- Juvederm just all under here. I mean, honestly, in the smile line, it changed the game. Ma. Really? Like, yeah, good. in the past, no like, creasing or anything. No, in the past, like six months, the creasing has gotten really bad. And even like when I had first gotten it done last week, I literally had a show that night with, <laughs> with Tammy and Andrina. You're truly not supposed to do makeup for like two days, right? I'm fine. You're um, Me? I'm fine. Yeah, I'm fine. but like it was, it was funny because like going into DragCon, I definitely had like lumpiness in my it, like on like day <laughs> oh, one, no. I had like smile line lumps and like my lips were like, and I just I let the evolution be a part of the character for the week. I was like, whatever. I know I have this zit that just will not go away, and I had that all DragCon. Yep, it's always like your skin is gorge until the convention, right? Yeah, it's. I blame going to Atlanta like two days before DragCon. But you put so much makeup on that you can't really see. You can see, in my mind, you can see the texture, especially if someone's up close. The like, texture is my biggest issue. People are like, you look great today, and I'm like, uh, no. I d-. Like, to you, maybe. Yeah, maybe. To me, I could look better. Yeah. Wait, what, weren't you going to say something about your Airbnb in Atlanta? Oh, yeah. Oh. Are you going to say something? <laughs> uh, what I was, it was actually a Mr. B&B. It was the first time I have you, ever oh. used that app, but it was a whole house I wasn't staying with somebody. Because I didn't understand. One, before this, going into this, I didn't know that Mr. B&B was basically like uh, a hookup app, but like, you get to live in my house. No. Oh, you're like a pool boy? Uh, I don't think it, I think some people treat it like that, but you have to know what you're signing up yeah, for. Well, I was, oh. I was some not, of them like, are full on Airbnbs. They're just gay owned. So that's yeah. what I thought so it was. I was trying to give my money to a gay person. I think sure. there are also some ads that are like, that's I a good have, way to look at it. I have a extra, I have an extra spot in my king size bed. That's not what I was, I, I rented the whole house to myself. Right. What the goal Oh was. my god. So I get off the plane. I'm in Atlanta. I realized that like everything that I had been doing up to that point, I thought I was getting there at 10 a.m., but I was actually like there at like two and I needed to start getting ready right after that. Mm. So I was already rushed. I show up to the house and I go to like knock on the door. Or, no, I go to lift up the um, carpet because the key was under it and someone answers the door and he goes, Oh, uh, sorry. I am. Um, I'm in this Airbnb or I'm in this Mr. B&B for like two more days. And I went, well, no, I'm supposed to be in it today until Tuesday. And they were like, well, no, I mean, there was a misunderstanding and she's been talking to me. Did she not? 
message you or anything? Whoa. And I went, oh no, God. she didn't call me. And he goes, well, where are you coming from? And I was like, Los Angeles. I just flew in. He goes, oh, she thought you were like from Atlanta. And I went, what? that has nothing to do with any of this. Can I talk to her? So I start trying to call her and she doesn't answer the phone. Oh, no. And then I go, can you call her? And she answers the phone for him. Mm-mm. And I go, give me that fucking phone. And so I take the phone and I start talking. I go, excuse me. Um, What's going on? He's saying that he's supposed to be here. This is where I'm supposed to stay. Now I'm in a situation where I don't know where I'm going. And she was like, well, I'm so sorry. I'm at work right now. I can't really do anything. But like, it's double booked. My my partner booked it. And now I don't know. And I went, well, she tried to blame a she website. She tried to blame a website. Uh-uh. And I went, I'm sorry. I don't care what happened. I need my money back. And I don't know what the fuck I'm supposed to do. Right. Am I supposed to go find a hotel right now? Like, I flew in thinking that this was a done deal. You emailed me the instructions this fucking morning. Whoop, whoop. And if you didn't... if you didn't have the fucking audacity to call me and tell me like oops we double booked the common courtesy to be like sorry uh you need to rebook before you get You're here so but now. i fucking show up and the door- oh, i'd be fucking no, pissed i was livid because then i had to end up start calling well, around how can you do that to somebody yeah, like it's and, fucked and up know full well that i'm gonna show up at three o'clock and you have until three o'clock that day to call me and you right. don't tell me nothing so then i like go on there and start yelling at her and she cancels on her end so that i get my refund okay Mm-mm. which is fine but she canceled like two days later so so you were under the impression that you weren't getting your money back for yeah for a while and so i was like going off on her because it was like a lot it was a whole house for a full weekend well also those apps you never know like social media are different apps in general like that now like they're so not user friendly that we've also had like this conditioning instilled within us to like be so terrified that any help we need is not going to remotely come towards us so it's like it adds the urgency but for me the urgency was just kind of like how are you going to fix this for me (sighs) like what are you going to do for me and all she did was just like I'm so sorry I can't help also I Uh -uh. find that like especially with traveling or like logistical coordinating sure apps like lyft or uber or just anything that has like automatic like you call your lyft and then you can watch it drive to you right. or like if on venmo it's like i'm sending money and then it's like you can get an email and yeah. an alert and then they show that it's like when you make a logistical plan and someone goes okay cool we'll see you in two weeks yeah that you're morning, like that morning yeah she me. that morning she knew so she had all day to call me and yeah. tell me and waited until i got there and it tried to ignore my phone calls until someone else called. Right. I was just like, this is not how you treat somebody. Right. Mm. And then we think about how people used to travel. Like people literally used to just be um, out in the middle of nowhere. I'll figure it out when I get there or I hope this map is the same as the road in front of me. We are so conditioned to like expect confirmation and expect, um, oh, your order's on the way. Oh, it got scanned in so-and-so. Oh, we'll see you tomorrow. That we start to, and then we freak out about nothing and yep. we also i think i mean that i'm not saying you freaked out about nothing I was like about nothing there was a no, man in my home no i i mean we freak out sla- i was gonna slap him <laughs> oh, she felt it <laughs> but you know what i mean like and then we also schedule our lives in a crazy way where yes. we go oh i'll just make the plans when i get their hotel tonight oh. <laughs> oh i'll just do it right now i just don't i think from this point forward i will just bite the bullet and pay the extra 50 dollars that it's gonna fucking be to yeah. know that the room exists yeah exactly. there's too much margin for you error otherwise sh- like and so i'm done well 
Airbnb, I've never been. And one time, Airbnb kind of messed up the booking mm. by a day or something, and they fixed it by just getting me a whole new place for a full week. That's like, nice. At a lower price in New York City. So I was like, I'm fine with Airbnb. Sure. Should have used Airbnb. Well, you try to give your money to gay people, and you should have given it to big straight corporations. That's true. Well, 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 yeah. Everyone uses Uber still. Well, they still hate the gays. They'll support us this month. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this one month. That's what I want to talk about. Okay. I fucking hate. <laughs> Pull the mic away. <laughs> I hate. Hate <laughs> the H and M like year round won't sell gay shit, and then like June, Calvin Klein, June we have a fucking underwear pack yep. for you. I don't under and I don't understand why gays are like yes, they care. Well, like how is it so hard to see? It's a double edged sword because you feel yeah. like oh the mainstream is accepting and sure. uplifting They're and exploiting us for one. It's exploitation, right? But you feel that way where you're like oh I go to Starbucks you know three times a week on Actually, my way Starbucks to. One of the only companies that I feel like is gay friendly year round. Well, and now they're adding a lot of uh, branches on their printed name tags have uh, preferred pronouns. Perfect. Yeah, they're also really great with like trans benefits yeah. as yeah. well, right? Yeah, I, yeah. I was w- my friend's dad owns Starbucks, and she is like the one who owns a Starbucks. No, these. You're I- kidding. Do you know her? <laughs> I might have to get to know ah! her. <laughs> Do you like, want to be an ambassador, babe? Oh, it'll be, it'll be a dragon fruit ambassador. There'll be a Klarna. A Klarna. There'll be a, a Lady Gaga drink, an Ariana Grande drink, and a Bible girl. Oh, and a Bible. I can see that. God. What color would it be? B- bloody red. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Or- I don't know, old Bible girl. It'll just be white, like your under eye. Purple. Used to be purple. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what I mean? If you, if you go to Target every day, you go wherever, and then they're going, oh, look at these queer people wearing our rainbows. There's, there's a, there's a inclination to feel, wow, I'm being seen by a global thing. I'm being seen by this thing. Yeah. But it is totally exploitative. And then when it only happens in June and the track record is like, I mean, it's just like fucking Trump tweeting like a pride tweet oh and then you're God, like that was so wild i was like hey remember how did so you even do that shit for gay people yeah let alone ban trans people from yeah, military. literally yeah. he said lgbt and you're like no you no. you put t in there you don't mean that mm-hmm. because you literally banned people yeah all right well let's move on to our next segment fuck trump by the way yes fuck trump always fuck trump now it's time for food break, break. Ooh. in today's food break I got us. <laughs> Jaw drop. From pie hole pie. Yeah. I've never That's had. Really? Never. Oh my gosh. This one is an apple crumble, and then this one I thought would be fun. It's called a serial killer, and it's Shut a cereal. Up. Oh. I don't think you understand how much I love snacking. Do you really? love snacking? Well, yeah. Dig on in. Hold on. There's uh, napkins and forks in the bag. Oh my gosh. Which I... pie would you like to break it? I'm not sure. Um, They all sound great. I'm actually very surprised that you did not get a savory pie. Uh, they were not available at Tim They have savory pies. Oh, okay. They have like the, full blown little like um, lunch. chicken pot pies. <gasps> chicken pot pies, shepherd's pie. Oh my gosh. They do like frittatas. They do quiches. Oh my it's is it's right in uh, the arts district. Yeah. And there's oh, one I in love that area. And there's one in Hollywood. In Hollywood and North Hollywood by the. Oh no, that's not a pie hole. That's a house of pies. <laughs> oh, yeah. And their pie is not nearly No, no, no. All right. I'm curious. I'm going to go for this key lime because that's well, my thing. And I'm we all went for crumble. different ones. I'm going for cereal killer. Mm-hmm. Get a little Fruit Loop on there. Oh, I good. Cereal killer. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's mm. a good key lime. Mm. Mm. I feel like key lime is such an adult flavor. I love key lime pie. 
But like, I wasn't mm-hmm. into like lemon and lime when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Like, I like Sprite, but that was just sugar. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> I like Sprite. I was like, that doesn't even taste like lemon lime. But to me, you like grow into like lime. I feel like lime is a very like adult. It's like you grow into blue cheese. Have you had like the chocolate yes. dipped key lime pies in Key West? No, no. bitch. On like Key West, are you a Florida girl at heart? I'm from. Fl- I was born in Florida. Really? Wait, mm-hmm. I thought you were just like upstate New York royalty hunting. No, no, no. Wait. No. That's really so. So this reminds me, a before I get to the key lime, this reminds me, I uh, my great grandma, uh, may mm. she rest in peace. Her name's Shirley. She's like old school Jewish. <laughs> um, she would always make like noodle pudding, and noodle pudding in those ingredients. Um, there's that like frosted flake oh. situation in there in between the layers of like noodles. So it's like a sweet lasagna, if that makes sense. That, that does make Without, sense. Without like a sauce, it's just like a, like a ricotta, like creamy, cheesy kind of scenario. I'm fully, but it's like a dessert. So good. That's exactly That's what that so reminds wild. me of. Mm-hmm. Weird. I'm mm-hmm. going to try it. Yeah, it's good. You'll like it. I feel it. like it'll be like, I feel like Texas has a version of it that I will know. But yeah, so in Key Lime, uh, in Key Lime, in Key West, there are these like frozen food carts that have Key Lime pie frozen and dipped with hard shell chocolate on a stick. Oh, and it's so that good. good. That sounds literally incredible. I'm going to QS in September. You need to get that. <laughs> it is so good. It's on my list. I've put it on my list. I feel like Key West, like beach, like touristy food mm-hmm. and Texas rodeo food are very similar. Super similar. Like a lot of fried ice creams, a lot of just like funnel cake. It's like served in the food. weirdest way. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm going to QS for a bear event. Oh, really? Oh, my God. Is is Key West a big bear destination? It's a big, like, retired gay scenario. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, there are are bear weekends every weekend of the year. I I feel like there are bear runs. You know they call them runs? Well, why? Because bears ain't running. (laughs) Well, I think... Okay, so... Bear roll. I think it has a couple different, like... You know how like there's one like, of these runs? Ah, <laughs> like, ah, <laughs> um, okay, no. Okay. Did you want to try one? Are Did you, you a get singer? A run? Can we get a run from you? She's eating pie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna run out the dough. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. Okay. So you know how there's that weird thing with bears, and then the word woof. Yeah, and like woof is what a dog says. Yeah, but yeah. in the bear community, everyone woofs at each other. <laughs> sure, valid point. So when when <laughs> you've been in the bear community quite a bit, right? right. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm I'm involved. You're a full <laughs> Goldilocks. Full bear. <laughs> so when when dogs aren't dogs in a run, like don't you put dogs yeah, in a, yeah, like a, a dog, dog run? run? Like a oh. run. So I think there's a weird mixture with that that because the bear is an animal, and then they call it a bear run mm-hmm. because. Every Everyone takes stays at the same hotel. That's cute, though. Yeah, and so there are all of these. Yeah, I went to one of those events. It's not, it's not cute. cute. They call it the pool. What did they call it? Bear the bear soup. Bear soup. Bear soup. Because what? <laughs> sorry, I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. Because when you leave, I can't even think about it. When you get out, sunscreen. And it's the last day. The pool is murky hair. and full of hair and sunscreen and sunscreen and probably cum lube. and lube and everything else. Well, you and see, they like have to the change film on the water. Yes, and it shines. It looks like an oil slick. Oh my it's god! It's so gross. And by the last day, no one's in the pool. Bear soup. Shut bear up. soup. They're all in the jacuzzi. The freaks are in the pool slurping it up. Yeah, I have. A, actually, I'll show you a video of uh, Cabrina sucking up the biggest dick I've ever seen in a pool. I want to see. <laughs> Sorry, Cabrina. I'm selling you up the river here. Right? Uh, she knows. Uh, I sent it to everybody she knows. <laughs> 
<laughs> Wait, you made such a face when I called you Goldilocks. No, because I've never heard that before. Oh, is but- your partner a bear? No. Oh, okay. Well, no. More like otter, if anything, I guess. Not the nipple tweak. Also, you can't see Stop. the dick from here. Oh, she went on surveillance. Yeah, you're from across. I thought you actually had a video of him sucking a dick. I mean, that's a video of him sucking a dick. You I, I'm sorry that you did. Is he also ha- like full on ass naked in the pool, or is Probably. that just deceivingly? Yes, yeah, because I think that was right after they did the lube slide. The nipple tweak is the best part. The reach. He's up. reaching up. I, I mean, he's got. He must be kicking his legs because that's the deepest. <laughs> He's okay, I need to describe water. the video. Okay. He's, there's a gorgeous black man sitting on the edge You're of the pool. You're also one mile away, so actively <laughs> zooming in on the video. Should I have walked over to the pool, Diva? She's got the you fish lines me, attachment. Dave. Anyway, so she's sitting in the fish line. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the TMZ video of you. That's <laughs> exactly what I was thinking. The super zoom from across the street. Yeah. So she's sitting legs spread, and Cabrina's in the water, but arms on his thighs, like elbows on the thighs. But one arm is tweaking a nipple. When his legs are kicking, they keep him up, and he's sucking on that dick like it's air. Okay, me, we're gonna transition into oh fuck talk, fuck talk, which is our last segment. It's our here. last segment where we tell a fun story or a terrible sexual experience that you've had <laughs> at any point in your life, or it could be like about a sexual experience that was happening around you. We don't want to make you uncomfortable. No, 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 I'm not uncomfortable at all. But I, got I, wanna, a, I got a lot to think about. I want to talk about what we were just talking about with the nipple that experience of when you're sucking a dick and like you're not familiar with the person's body oh. and you're looking for the nipple but you're yeah. busy down low and then your arm is like you're like is it up here mm-hmm. is it down why is one higher than the other right like you can't quite <laughs> find it and if you're like with a chubby dude you're sort of like oh it's in here and then you're under the boob and you're like oh no it's uh and it's then you're on like, top. Oh, can you lift up i'm stuck right exactly. yeah, yeah. my hand came out slimy. i love, I love it, you know it's not searching for bobby fisher it's just searching oh, for the bobby's nipple, nipple. <laughs> yeah exactly searching for bobby's nipple do you have a fun he's grown up now right that's yeah, fine he's, he's so great fine. bobby's mm-hmm. back mm-hmm. Ba, 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 ba. Bobby's back. Do you remember Bobby's World? That, that cartoon. Yeah, yeah, I loved that. Mm-hmm. That was a good. Who was that about? Wasn't Louis Anderson? A yeah, voice I on think that? he was. I used to watch it. Was it on um like Fox Family? Yeah, before it became ABC and the mom Family. was a great character too, right? Yeah. Anyway, Bobby's World. Look it up. Maybe Louis had his own cartoon. Do you have a fun sex story this week, or should I tell mine about that I just remembered thinking about the East Village? Why don't you start? I'll start. Lead us in. Maybe I've already told this one. Did I tell a story about, uh... No. Mark that. (laughs) Howie Mandel was Bobby's girl. Louis had a whole other show. Louis, where he was a kid version of himself. Anyway. Uh And now he's a woman. Cut. No. On baskets. On baskets, but not in real life. I know. He didn't Caitlin us. I know. Lied to us. Keep going. <laughs> you, she I was in New York City and it was the Mayor's Village and I was having a wonderful time and I'm like, you know, I was desperate. So I've, it's okay to fuck ugly people. Just know that they're ugly and be okay with it. Paper bag. Well, I mean, sometimes fucking an ugly guy is good because they like, they work harder. Um, so this guy was like, he was like, let's go hang out. And so he took me to go get some palm frites. 
Mm. And then we went and got some falafel. And then he was. Is that French fries? Yeah, but it was like. It burnt down. Really? It blew up. Yeah. <laughs> the building behind it had a gas leak and it yeah, blew the up. Yeah, the whole I corner went up. Killed a bunch of people, which is kind of sad. Oh, but I, but last time I was there, there's a beautiful new building. It was my favorite afters. It, Palm Frites. Mm-hmm. Mm, and they then do that the cheap fries dollar. in the cone, right? Yeah. And you can get like whatever sauces you want on the side. And it's literally like out of the fryer into your hand. So you good. cannot eat it until you get home. It's so mm-hmm. hot. Mm. Um, but I used to live, yeah, I used to live. Wait, so you're saying you put those up your butt? What's your sex story? Yeah, well, so he, we were, we had left Eastern Block and we walked over to get that. And so I was like, oh, after we eat, this is probably going to turn into a hookup. And so I was like, I'm going to be very thin and go get me a falafel next door. So I did that. (laughs) And then, um, he was like, let's go back to, uh, we can't go back to my place, but we can go here. And we walk into like a building, not like a, a apartment building, but like an office building and we go up and we walk through and it's like a magazine office mm-hmm. and i was like what is this like why are there so many anchors and like weird shit on the walls and like why is there like like computers everywhere and he was like oh yeah my dad owns market <laughs> just don't say it shouldn't say that <laughs> no oh, okay i won't say it again <laughs> and then we, okay, I love you, Alec. And then Such an we like took me into this back room that had like, uh, it looked like w- w- the version of those like porn rape rooms where it's like, here, sit on this so- sofa and we'll record you. And so, but he pulled the sofa out while I'm just sitting there eating fries thinking, how how am I going to get out of this? Yeah. I was like, I need to go. So he starts trying to kiss me. And remind us, you found him not that attractive? No, I wasn't super into it. But this made it, like... You were into it for the story. No, I wasn't. I was just kind of like, I need to... I'm horny. I'll go home with this guy. And then slowly everything started turning into like, Mm -hmm. oh, this is not going to happen. And I didn't know how to politely say it. So he starts making out with me. He was like, I'll be right back and like left the room. And so I... In that moment, I'm like, I gotta break free. So I bust out of that room. And I've so I'm in the main office, just looking for an exit, <laughs> just like an exit sign. Were you fully anything. clothed? Yeah, I, nothing had, had really happened. Yeah, we had just fries. been eating and he had been kissing me. No, I left the french fries behind, <laughs> but I was still hanging on to the falafel that I had not taken a bite out of. Good. And so I'm basically like bust out the back side door. And the alarm sounds, and I start running down the stairs. We were only on, like, the third or fourth floor, and I start running down the fire escape stairs and bust out the back door, still holding the falafel, and I run home, and I got home and fell asleep, like, holding the falafel. And when I woke up, I woke up to, like, seven or eight texts from a number that was in my phone as, hey, girl, hey, (laughs) asking where I was. And that was my hookup story. Do Whoa. you get triggered when you eat Mediterranean food? No, but I get triggered when I see anchors. <laughs> anchors away. Ooh. And that's it. That is wow. wild. Well, I'm glad your falafel survived. I didn't even eat it because I fell asleep holding it. I woke up with it in my hand. I and then did you eat it in the morning? No, I, I would not that person. I am. Really? 100%. I feel like morning, I feel like falafel specifically is hard. I think once the, the bread goes day. soggy, I'm out. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I true, like when I told you I don't mind the snackage, I have no <laughs> shame when it comes to Do you order food to your house like on the way home? Hardcore. <laughs> like 40 piece McNugget yeah, hardcore. Yep. Yeah, it's always like too much food and yet I find a way to finish it. Oh, yeah. And there's always breakfast. <laughs> always. My sex story is also similar. It does not end in um, any falafel? sort of sex. 
or eating. Um, but when I was living in New York, I was working at this restaurant and this guy would, it, it was slow often when I would work. It was a new restaurant and he would always message me on scruff and sending me like a lot of pictures, whatever. And we would chat, we would chat, but he always wanted me to breed him. And mm -hmm. I wasn't really into that at the time. Um, you love to say that I raw dog all the time. I think you do. Well, I don't think you have sex anymore as much as you. I think you just blow old dudes. Yeah, I really he like blowing. Truly old Truly has not like That's fucked someone in a hot minute. No, I. It's fuck been close to what a year now. No, <laughs> no, year and a half. <laughs> Two. No, I do fuck people. I often just though for for just hookup sex. I I don't. Uh, I always use condoms. That is, Even though I'm on prep. Blowjays are cool with me, yeah. you know? Yeah, no, I'm fine with it. I'm just saying I just don't think... I don't know when the last time you topped was. I feel like we talk about it a lot. And it I feel happened like you, recently. When? Uh, just a little bit ago. Like an hour ago? No. <laughs> like la like like two weeks ago. Where? At my house. Yay. With whom? A, a gentleman who I had fucked before. At least he's a gentleman. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad. I'm happy for you two weeks he's, ago. He's a nice guy. Good. He's married, but he's nice. Love that for you. I love yeah. that for you. Yeah. Does his husband know? Uh, his husband might know. I know <laughs> that ain't your business. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I know they're open. I don't think they. Oh, well, then you're in. I don't you're think fine. they do like reporting. I don't think there's like an accounting sure, sheet. Sure, sure, But sure. I think they're open. No one's tallying. So this guy, when I was living in New York, that one bomb mm -hmm. the, All of them are so good. When I was living in New York, I so uh, okay. So this guy at the restaurant would message me, and he always wanted me to breed him, and I wasn't into that. So I kept sort of dodging. But he was always so close on the scruff. So then he started coming in with his husband and they would sit and have like burgers and hang out and flirt with me and tip me really well and then he would go home and then he would message me and then he'd Did be like, like that tip he'd be you like want another one he would be like come up and fuck me in the ass and i would just be like eh, eh. and i you know i was considering like doing i kept trying to convince him to use a condom he didn't want to you know so i was like nah, i'm not gonna really fuck i was dating someone at the time you know whatever so then like within moments of um like uh not moments but within like a week or two i don't know why i said moments uh i found him on like i found his xtube channel and it was just a a parade of people in the apartment fucking him and i was like oh he probably also wants to film it which i don't want to do yeah but it was this this really interesting scenario of like just a light chat and then mm -hmm. oh i met you in person and like oh our interests don't necessarily line up so i'm gonna pass and then i found and like his whole but then i mean i fucking masturbated to his ex two page a bunch and do you remember the title of that page i don't remember the title of the page but i remember what he looked like she got it bookmarked yeah that's all that matters yeah but i was like i was like oh good for you but uh i wonder i wonder when like i'm always curious when that conversation comes up can i film right yeah how does it take that turn like do you fuck once and then go hey you should come back i love to film it do you fuck once and they film you secretly and then they go look at this how hot it is do you walk into the set right yeah. is it rolling <laughs> yeah. it's a hot uh, set yeah. do they pull the sofa out and you're in like a maritime magazine place <laughs> oh, <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> you're horrible okay bible girl oh my god so i had one but then i just thought of one that's might even be better because yes! it's 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 actually one that I've probably I don't even know if I've told my boyfriend. Yes! Oh, you 
Bible secret. It's a really crazy one. So back in, it was before I did drag, right? Okay. And so it's back in like 2013 and I'm at a party at, I'm at Susan Barsh's on top. Like it's the summer, like living my best life on the roof. <laughs> I'm with one of my girlfriends who I was in college with at the time. And we had just gotten onto break and there's this older guy who was dressed well, seemed like he was just like nice and con- conversational with other people at the bar. And then he turned to us and was chatting, offered to buy us some drinks. We're like, sure, sure, sure. He's still gabbing our ears off. He's clearly fucked up on all, well, like probably blow and enough alcohol, yeah. to be honest. I love that balance. Yeah. Great, great, delicate one. And he, <laughs> and, map. yeah. And he's like, just, egregiously like going on about like how much he loves his mom and he's just just, like great like he seems like just a nice guy with a lot of money (laughs) and love always good to make friends with those ones in new york i'm probably like 19 and so we're like we get like plenty drunk at the standard and then we go from there to the mcdonald's on like 27th and and 8th by my old college campus so it's him me and my girlfriend in which he buys us all McDonald's. Love. And, and then he then takes us from McDonald's to his apartment, which is on, um, it's overlooking Central Park South. So. Okay. And then My. I, and then we come to find out in the car right up there that he owned what was at the time, like a really big queer hotel. Oh. Yeah. And <laughs> there's only one of those. You know that? <laughs> are you are you familiar? Do you have you been? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So so I get up there. We get up to his apartment. It's massive. He's in a duplex, like oh private, like God. doorman, whole thing. We get up to the top penthouse. And it's then there we find out that he has a husband. And I'm like, I don't know what this means. Or uh, he's like asleep. He's got Shiba Inus running all over the place, literally feeding oh, them like McDoubles. My, my girlfriend and I are like, what is happening? We're up here right now. It's like 4.35 in the morning. We're watching the sun come up um, like in this like widescreen, like, like uh, IMAX kind of oh view overlooking God. Central Park South and just kind of being shown like every room in the apartment, how like every room had like a theme to like a world or a culture or a country or something. Rich people truly do love to show you around oh, their oh, house. And it was because- like black market shit too. Oh God. But wait, Rich gay people are crazy. They are so, nuts. so my girlfriend winds up getting like really tired, falls asleep on the couch in like this parlor. He then takes me up into the master area where he takes me through the master bedroom in which his partner is asleep. Stop. Into no. Yes, yes. Wait, no, wait, 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 wait. Into the bathroom. Into the bathroom, into the shower, which is set up like a sauna shower situation. Probably as big as this room. Uh, about half the size, but <laughs> okay. pretty big. Um but and like we like we make out whatever, like your little hookup thing, and I'm just like, all right, like I'm tired. I need to go lay down. He then like puts me I it's like out of like Cinderella. I'm like in a turret of like his like mansion apartment thing that's like being under construction. So oh it's like God. I'm like I'm asleep in this guest room and then like I just go to bed and he like comes into there and tries to like hook up with me. I'm like, ah, eh, go away. I'm like, I'm tired. And then the next morning I come back down and my girlfriend wakes up on the couch. She's like, is that, is this real? Like that was like the first thing <laughs> oh I realized. I was God. like, I have no idea. So that's one part of that story. And then about a year later, <laughs> I, I, I love no, this. No, 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 no. I have no context further on from this point, but a year later, someone who was at like his venue or was out with him, who was like my age, even like early twenties, um, was found dead in his apartment what in a bathtub so somehow i avoided something murder or death wasn't an od because i feel like 
it was never really clear. Mm. OD. So holy shit! That's fucking nuts. Well, I'm glad you made it out alive, Diva. Me too. Me too. Anyway, that's my story. And Free McDonald's. <laughs> oh, that was like maybe the best story we've ever had. Free Bible like, girl. No. Free, free Bible girl. <laughs> that was like a no fuck fuck talk. Yeah. yeah. That was really oh, yeah. solid. Yeah, I felt like I had to match that energy a little yeah. bit. Yeah. And you did that. amazingly. Where can everybody find you, Bible? You can find me online everywhere at Bible Girl six 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 or not Bible Girl and at DragQueenMerch.com. <laughs> you have two full blown Instagram. Well, that secondary one came after they deleted. After me. they deleted oh, you yeah, and then gave it back. Well, they went through. Well, let's do it. Who cares? I raised <laughs> hell. You did raise hell. Wait, so they deleted you and Rubber, and they like went on like a deleting. They deleted spree. Rubber first, and I was a casualty probably like four months later. And I was like in Canada, so I had very like not consistent service. So yeah. I fa- I was like on my account like at six in the morning in between cities like i was in my hotel getting ready to check out and go to the airport to get to the next place in canada and i just did like the usual social check like as i rolled over in bed everything was fine and i get to my gate to get to the next spot and one of my friends texted me was like did you block me on instagram i was like no i was like what do you mean and he was like well you're not showing up and i was like what do you mean and i went and i like clicked on instagram and it showed my like timeline for a second like on your home feed and then it auto logged me out i like watched it happen logged me out and said like you've been suspended blah, 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 you violated terms and i had an email saying i violated terms but had no idea what i did and it didn't like they link never tell it you. didn't link to a post there was no hit us back if there's been an issue it's just like you've been suspended indefinitely and there was like no promise of anything ever returning and i was like what the fuck and i uh, I mean, I didn't make an account for like a week, but I like started making a lot of noise on Twitter. Yeah. Um, uh, Hornet did a report on it like <laughs> the weekend of you make news. God, make bl- news, God bless Miss Hornet. They like asked Alaska to like contribute to the <laughs> oh interview. So it, was, like, yeah, so it was like a big, there was a good, uh, lens on it for sure. So it was, it was literally the day after the Hornet review, uh, the Hornet article went up. I was getting ready for a day gig. Uh, I was filming something with Mike at the time and in the middle of getting ready, my phone started blowing up with a bunch of texts, which I guess they got like the follow notification from when it got reacted. Oh, like, oh my God, your Instagram's back. I was like, no way. That's so crazy. Yeah. Yeah. They deleted mine for a quick second. I remember because of one Miss Derek Berry. Oh, um, <laughs> a fan. Oh, um, but she's a fan now. She is a fan now. I was upset I didn't get to go see her perform at that wedding on Saturday. <laughs> well, <laughs> she's so cute. <laughs> she's a dancer. Where can people find yeah, you? Can find me at spiciest Meatball on Instagram and, and Fat at- Drag Meatball on my Twitter because I can't get spiciest. <laughs> and I am at Big Dipper Jelly. You can follow our podcast at Sloppy Pod and send us an email at Sloppy Seconds. Pod at, at gmail.com. Gmail. Send us questions, send us recipes, send me pictures of your silicone dick. And if mm. you want me to fist you, I have still yet to fist somebody. Please let me. Wait, recipes are you going to cook? Yeah, maybe. Okay. I don't know. I feel like that's something people always ask for. Recipes, recipes advice. Recipes. You never fisted nobody. I still have yet to fist somebody. Have you? I have. Yeah, <gasps> yeah me too. You're the only one. Alan? <laughs> Oh, okay. Two, two on two. two, two. We it was a basketball. Very, very early morning. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my God. Another 5 a.m. All right. Let's All right, hit no. it. Bye. Bye. Sloppy Seconds with Big Dipper and Meatball is a forever dog podcast. Executive produced by Joe Cilio, Brett Boehm, and Alex Ramsey. Mixed and mastered by Alex Sarche. Our logo art is by Christian Cimarroni. And our theme song was written by Mike Malarkey.